First John chapter 5, and we're going verse by verse through this book of the Bible on Sunday morning, letting the Lord speak to us by what He has said. And we've got three verses to look at this morning. First John chapter 5, we'll start reading in verse number 9. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, which he hath testified of his Son. He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar. Because he believeth not the record that God gave of his Son. And this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life. And this life is in His Son. He said in verse number 9, If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater, for this is the witness of God, which He had testified of His Son. The first question I have for you this morning, do you believe God's witness? Do you believe God's witness? He said there's two options. You can believe the witness of men, verse number 9, or you can believe the witness of God. But the witness of God is greater than the witness of men. And we know that because the Bible tells us in Romans 3 and verse number 4 that all men are liars. (laughs) You know, let God be true and every man a liar. You know, as good as the people are, and you may be just a wonderful person, I'm sure, and other people could testify that this morning about you, but everybody in here has lied. We're all guilty of being liars some point in our lives. But you know, God's never told a lie. And matter of fact, He couldn't. The Bible says He cannot. It, it, he can't do it. It's an impossibility with Him. So why in the world would I ever believe the witness of an individual on this earth more than I would believe the witness of God? But we live in a day where, where there, are, there are multiplied uh, the millions of people that will not believe God's witness. They won't believe what He said, but they'll believe what liars say all the time. So much easier to believe a lie than it is to believe the truth. Especially if when it's about yourself. Look, he says in verse number 9, if we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. I, I like the fact that that... That is a mark that's not only run in chapter 5, but also chapter 4 and chapter 3, telling you what's greater. The witness of God is greater. Look at chapter 4. Do you recall verse number 4 with me? First John 4, verse 4, just a page behind. Ye are of God, little children, have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Not only is the witness of God greater, but the very presence of God is greater than any other presence that that might be found in the world. The witness of God is greater. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Look at chapter 3 and verse number 20. 1 John chapter 3 verse 20, the Bible says this, For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. God, God's knowledge is greater. God's witness is greater. God's presence is greater. It's greater than the world. It's greater than any man. It's greater than your own heart, your own life. God's always greater. And He's telling us this so we can have confidence in God. So we know where to pay, put our faith and hope and trust. 
He says the witness of God is greater. And then he said in verse 10, he that believeth, 1 John 5, 10, he that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar because he believeth not the record that God gave of his Son. Now, you and I know that we're liars, but it's a whole other thing for you to make God a liar. You say, how do I make God a liar? Listen, watch it, look at your Bible. You make God a liar every time you don't believe what he said. You see, God makes sure that he doesn't just put us in a land or an area where it just doesn't matter what I believe or what I say or how I live. No, the Bible says you can try to check out of that, but if you do not believe the witness of God, you're not just on your own little island. You have made God a liar. You have attacked the very character of God. Man attacks the character of God and calls Him a liar simply by not believing what He says. A man doesn't have to say God's a liar or God's wrong. All he has to do is not believe what he said. I don't know about you, but I wouldn't want to face God having called him a liar. I wouldn't want to face God having made him a liar. And all I have to do is just not believe what he said. Not believe what he said about his son. I'd say this, not believe what he said about anything. I think if there's anything, you know, God said a whole lot of things. He's witnessed a whole lot of things. And when we don't believe him, we make him a liar. We say, you don't know what you're talking about. Oh, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory. No, no, you don't know what you're talking about, God. Well, you make him a liar. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. No, no, well, there's something. You make him a liar. We make him a liar every time we don't believe what he said because we're saying that, God, what you put in this book and how you say in this book, that's not true. That's not right. Oh, not believing the Bible, my friend, is not a position that an agnostic can take. No, it's a position that someone takes when they're saying, God, you're a liar. I tell you what, he's not a liar. You're a liar. He's not a liar. Look at chapter 1. He even said that once before. I, that's, a big, that's a big thing now. We've heard, you know, you may call your husband a liar, your wife a liar, your kids a liar, your co-workers. You can call a lot of people a liar, but you call God a liar. You'll meet that one day, friend. And all you have to do by calling him a liar is not believe in what he said. Watch this, First John. We, we, we were there a long time ago. First John 1. And verse 10, look at it, look at it. 1 John 1, 10. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar. You see that? And his word is not in us. All you have to do to make God a liar is not admit your sin. You know, every time, every time somebody tries to excuse themselves and not acknowledge the fact that they're a sinner... It's not just dangerous for their heart. They're also making an accusation toward God because God says we're all sinners. God says that what we don't think is wrong, He knows is wrong. God's the one that gets to define sin, you see. And so when I don't agree with God or when I don't acknowledge my sin, what I'm really doing is I'm saying, God, you're a liar about me. I tell you, God's a lot of things, but He's not a liar about you. He'll tell the truth on you just like he'll tell the truth on me. He tells, it's better just to say, okay, God, you're right. 
You're right. I'm wrong. If you say it, amen. You know what he said in this book? He said some of us in here this morning are guilty of worshiping idols. Now, you know, you'd say, preacher, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not an idol worshiper. I don't have some statue at my house that I bow down to. I don't, I'm not an idol worshiper. You know what God says in this book? You know what his witness is? He says if you're covetous, that you're an idolater. Boy, that's rough. That means if your heart is just on things... That's why I said it this morning about, you know, there are millions in this world craving for the things that the world affords. But when our heart is set on things, when our heart is set on money, when our heart is set on this life, God says we're idol worshipers. And let me ask you, is he right or am, or am I wrong? Which is it? He said a whole lot in this book to us. And when we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar. And when we don't believe what he says, we make him a liar. That there's nothing in your life that you can be neutral about God. You are either standing against him or you're agreeing with him. Now, this is why most people don't believe what God said. Would you look back at our text in 1 John chapter 5? He said in verse number 9, If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater, for this is the witness which He hath testified of His Son. The reason usually that we make God a liar and that we don't believe what He says, listen to me now, is because we're believing what somebody else said. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. When we're listening to people, we're usually not listening to God. Let me ask you a question. Will you listen to your family members or will you listen to God? Oh, there's so many people that put what their family says ahead of what God said. Whose witness is greater? Whose word is right? Now, you may have the greatest family in the world, but I tell you what, as we live life, we have a lot of families all torn in half, and a lot of it is because this family member says this, but God doesn't agree. I don't know what your children will say. I don't know what your husband or wife will say. I don't know what your mother and dad, your grandparents, your cousins say, but the witness of God is greater than the witness of your family. Well, here's another place where people quit believing God. They start listening to a friend. You know who we listen to? We listen usually to people that we want to listen to. Or we listen to people that agree with us. Can I tell you how dangerous that is? If you just listen to people that agree with you, that means you're not going to hear anybody that's any smarter than you tell you anything. Is that not a dangerous place to be? And guess what? You know why people listen to their friends? Because they don't like what God tells them. But Oh, my friend said, well, I, I read on the Internet. Or I read, I read on Facebook. Why don't we just listen to what God said instead of lit, this famous person? People listen to what famous people say. You know, I could care less what... You know what? I'd rather have one of these bus kids, one of these kids that rode the bus today, to tell me something than LeBron James. I don't care what he says. I could care less what he thinks. Some some Hollywood person, amen. That's had three or four wives, three or four husbands. What do I care what they think about life? If if we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. How about politicians? You know, who cares what politicians say? 
Brother Olaf was right. Back to the Bible or back to the jungle. You either listen to what God says or you're going to go deeper and deeper out into the weeds, out into the jungle. And every day people will listen. Well, this person's smart. We've got to listen to scientists. We've got to listen to medical doctors. Boy, haven't they shown how much they don't know lately? You know, somebody would much rather listen to a medical doctor than they would to open up a King James Bible and let God speak to their heart about something. They'd much rather go to a, a counselor, a psychiatrist, a psychologist, and say, what, what do you think about this? Instead of asking God what he thinks about it. Because I tell you what, your, your doctor can be wrong, and your counselor can be wrong, and your therapist can be wrong, and your psychologist and psychiatrist can be wrong, and your school teacher can be wrong, and your friend can be wrong. And the scientists can be wrong. I mean, the very idea. This whole world is caught up in religion. You know that? It's the religion of climate change. They believe, they, they believe every word that's said. There's a hole up there. I don't see it. Has anybody measured it? If it's up there, have you ever figured out how it happened? Do we even care? But it doesn't matter what they say. Oh, I believe it. Oh, the hurricane came because of climate change. Well, what happened a hundred years ago when one came through? You you see what I'm saying? I'm, I'm trying to say this. People so quickly believe the witness of men instead of believing the witness of God. I could help all the, the cultists of the global warming people. God has already said in His book that He is going to keep the planet together. You know what? I believe Him. I don't believe there's coming another flood. You know why? I just believe what He said. He's already given me a witness about that. Well, scientists say, scientists say you came from a monkey. And the world swallows that. That's not even scientific. I learned in sixth grade that science, real science, you have to have the scientific method. And the first part of the scientific method is observation. Nobody observed a man the tail falling off the monkey. Nobody observed the tadpole coming out of the, out of the little swamp uh, and coming up as a reptile. Nobody observed that. How easily people swallow the lie. You see that? And yet I really don't care about what they witness. I care about you believing what he's witnessed. You believe this witness is greater? Does it run your life? Does it consume your life? Do you listen to it more? People listen to religious leaders. They'll, they'll listen to the Pope or they'll listen to you know, what somebody wrote a long time ago, some Buddha or some... You know what I believe about Buddha? I believe he's a liar, just like everybody else is a liar. But God's not a liar. Muhammad. So much of the world is caught up with Islam. You know why? Because they believe Muhammad's witness was true, but they don't believe God's witness was true. People involved in, in Hinduism, they read all those Vedas, those, those writings of Hindu writers, and they believe it'd be true, and they'll spend their life in it. You say, well, preacher, I'm not, a, I'm not a Hindu, and I'm not a Muslim, and I'm not a Buddhist. Yeah, but so many times, you'll listen to somebody in your realm of life ten times more than you'd listen to what God would say in His book. Hey, there's a lot of preachers you ought not listen to. I'll even, I'll even help you out this morning. Are you, are you ready? 
Don't believe a word I say unless it matches the Bible. How about that? Is that, is that fair enough? Because it doesn't matter who your favorite person or, or who your favorite TV personality or radio person. It matters what God said. And the only way that I am to be a representative of God is if I'm telling you what God said. We receive the witness of men, the witness of God. I think some people ten times would believe what a preacher said before they believe what God said. They'd believe tradition. Well, we've always done it that way. Well, what does God say about that? Hmm. Do you believe God's witness? If you don't, if I don't, we make him a liar. A lot of times we run our circumstances through the sieve of the word of God and they say, well, I know God said that, but my, no, no, God's right. God's right. The second, I only have three questions for you this morning. The second question I want to ask you is not only do you believe God's witness, but I want to ask you, where can you find God's witness? Isn't that a fair question? Where is God's witness? Verse 9, if we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this, you know, the Bible is such an amazing book. Would you underline this? For this, what? What you're reading. This, what you've got in your hand. For this is the witness of God. This. Look how many times he says that. Look at verse 11. And this is the record. Look at, look at verse, uh, look at verse number 14. And this is the confidence. What you have in your hand. The Word of God is the witness of God. The Word of God is the testimony of God to you. What you're holding. You said, no, this is John's Word. No, you're wrong. It's not. The Bible says holy men spake as they were moved by the Spirit of God. This is given by the inspiration of God. You say, how do you know it? Because this is not just a book. The Spirit of God is in this book. It transcends the ages. It transcends religion. This is the record. This is the witness. Let me ask you a question. Will you get up every morning and let the Lord witness to you? I want to be a witness for Jesus. I really do. But you know what? I want to listen to His witness to me. And every time I open this, He's trying to witness to me. And every time you hear this preached, and see, that's why the devil tries to keep people out of church He'll do everything in his power to keep someone out of a Bible-believing, Bible-preaching church because he wants you to continue to listen to the voices out there and the witnesses out there, but he doesn't want you to listen to this witness. This is the witness of God. This is the record. This is the confidence. Where is God's witness? Well, it's in his book. But it's not just in his book. Go back to verse number 8. You remember when we were there? And there are three that bear, what, what's the word? Witness in where? Earth, right, right where we're living. The spirit and the water and the blood. I'm not going to re-preach that. I'm not going to go through, back through that. 
But if you're saved by the grace of God, you have the Spirit of God in you. You are in the body of Jesus Christ. And the blood of Jesus Christ is actively working and cleansing your heart. And in that earth, the Spirit and the water and the blood, the witnesses in us. Just look at verse 10. I'll read it to you in a different way. He said in verse 10, He that believeth on the Son of God. Have you believed on the Son of God? Then you're saved. And the Bible says this, He that believeth on the Son of God, watch it now, hath the witness where? In Himself. You know where the Spirit and water and the blood is? God's witness in this earth. It's in me if I believed on the Son of God. The, where is the witness? The witness is in the Bible. This is the witness. But where is the witness? The witness is also inside of here. If you're saved, there's a witness inside of you. And you know what? He's constantly trying to talk to you if you're saved. Let me show it to you. Go to Romans. Romans chapter chapter 9. You know, it's so important to believe the Bible is the Word of God. The Bible tells us that people received the Word of God in, in Thessalonians. He says, not as the Word of men, but as is in truth the Word of God, which effectually works in people that will believe it. We've got a more sure word of prophecy than if God spoke to us from heaven. But here's the truth. We not only have God's witness in this Bible, but if you're saved by the grace of God, you've got a voice in you. You've got a witness inside of you. And this is how He talks to you. If you're saved. If you're not saved, the only thing God's telling you this morning is you need to come to Jesus Christ and believe. That's all God's telling you. But if you're saved this morning... God's trying to witness to you about your life. And it's down here in your heart, and this is where it is. Look at Romans chapter 9, verse number 1. I say the truth in Christ. Romans 9, 1. I say the truth in Christ. I lie not. My, what's the word, church? My conscience also bearing me, what's the next word? Witness in the what? In the Holy Ghost. Turn a page back. Look at chapter 8, verse 16. Romans chapter 8, verse 16. The Spirit itself beareth, what's the word? Witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. That means there's a witness. If you're saved, there's a witness inside of you. The Lord's telling you you're down there. He's down in there. The Lord's telling you you belong to Him, that you're a child of God. He gives you that assurance. He witnesses to you. Look at, look at Romans chapter 2 now. Romans chapter 2. Where is God's witness? It's in the Bible. But if you're saved, it's also in you. Because you remember what the Bible said. The Bible says those three that bear record in heaven, those three that bear witness in earth, the Spirit is always there. The Bible said in Hebrews 10, 15, I'll just quote it for you, just listen to it as you turn to Romans 2. Very important verse though, listen to me. Hebrews 10, 15, the Holy Ghost also is a witness to us. Where's the the witness of God? It's inside of you. It's the Holy Ghost trying trying to testify to you, trying to talk to you. Trying to be that voice you listen to instead of that voice of somebody else you would rather listen to. Maybe that voice you'd like to listen to is your own. Now, your conscience isn't some Pinocchio movie. If you're saved by the grace of God, the Holy Ghost works in your conscience. Romans chapter 2, watch it. 
He says in verse number 14, Romans 2, 14, For when the Gentiles which have not the law do by nature the things contained in the law, these having not the law are a law unto themselves. In other words, they didn't even have the Bible, but they knew some things were wrong. How did they know some things were wrong? How does a guy in the jungle know it's wrong to kill somebody? When he's never had a preacher show it to him in the Bible, the commandment, thou shalt not kill. But he knows it's wrong to kill. Where does that come from? Where does that witness come from? Verse 15. Which show the work of the law written in their what? In their hearts. Watch it. Their conscience also bearing what? Witness. The Holy Ghost bears witness to a a man's conscience. He tells him what's wrong with him. He tells him about about his sin. The Holy Ghost bears witness in your life if you're saved. Through your conscience. You know what's sad about it? A lot of people, their conscience is so seared. And look, if you've been so used to doing your own thing, and every time you come to church, God speaks to you, and you walk out just like you came in, and you never humble yourself, you never get on your knees, you never go to the altar, you never talk to God, you never respond to God as He continually tries to work in your heart through the Holy Ghost and speak to you. We do believe that when we meet together, we want the Spirit of God to speak to us and work in our heart. Isn't that why we're here? We're not here for a show. We're not here for a religious purpose. We want to hear God. But when we come and we hear God, and we shut Him off. Well, I know that. No, I know that's right. But I'm not going to do anything about it. Your conscience gets a little harder, a little more seared, and pretty soon the preaching. It doesn't matter, amen, if Jesus Christ himself preached a message in front of you. It's not even going to bother you because your conscience is so messed up because every time God spoke to you, you just kept turning him off. When's the last time the Holy Ghost told you this is wrong? And what did you do about it? It may not even be anything even in the Bible. It may be your priority is wrong and the Spirit says, hey, that's not right. What did you do about that? You know, the preacher doesn't have to to put his finger on everything you, you do in your life. If you've got a good conscience and the Bible's being preached and your heart's open to the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God will start witnessing in your heart about what's wrong and what's, what's not right with God. Don't you want to be right with God? We, we've got to start listening to the witness of God. And the witness of God is in here if you're saved. Sometimes that witness of God will tell you, maybe it's not something you've done, maybe it's something you haven't done. Do we believe the witness of God is greater? Then why don't I listen to Him? Do you know the privilege that we have that God would even talk to us? And yet He does and He witnesses. As it were in our heart, He raised His hand. Maybe He's doing it this morning. I want to give you a testimony, lady. I want to give a testimony to you, sir. And my testimony is this about your life. Will you believe that? 
Will you respond to that if we receive the witness? Some of us would do a, a million things for a friend or an acquaintance or somebody we thought had a need. But yet when God speaks to us, would we listen to His witness? Where's God's witness? Oh, it's in the Bible. Thank God for that. But I also thank God it's right in here. You can take away all my Bibles and put me on an island like they did John. But amen, you're not going to take the witness that God put down here on the inside. I give you the, I give you the last question. Not just do you believe God's witness and where is that witness? But what is God witnessing? What's God saying? Would you look at our text again in verse number 9? Of 1 John chapter 5, he said, If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, which he hath testified of his Son. He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar, because he believeth not the record that God gave of his Son. And this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life. And this life is in His Son. What is God witnessing? Everything He's trying to take you back to His Son. He's talking to us about His Son. What God wants to witness to us about this morning is about His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. What? Well, eternal life is in His Son. Yes, if you're not saved, eternal life isn't in a church. Eternal life is not in a wafer or a communion cup. Eternal life isn't in a baptistry or in a church pew or in a set of rules or regulations or commandment keeping or a catechism. Eternal life is in His Son. But you know what? It's not just eternal life. Everything's in His Son. What God tries to witness to us, He keeps trying to point every human being, every man and woman, every child, to point them back to His Son. And my Son is life. Not just eternal life, by the way, but just life in general. You know, this same man testified under inspiration of the Holy Spirit in John chapter 1. He said, in Him was life. You know what living is? Paul wrote it for you. He said, for me to live is Christ. He said, when Christ, who is our life. Let me ask you a question. Will you believe the witness? You know what God may be telling you this morning? Life is in my son. It's not in your job. Life is in my son. It's not in your family. Life is in my son. It's not in your dreams and your plans and your future. Life is wrapped up in my son. Just like eternal life is wrapped up in my son. If God really had his way speaking to our hearts and we were listening, he he would just keep pointing us to Jesus. Because it's not just life. You know, he said the truth's in Jesus. He said that, and I looked up in the Bible, where it t- every time it said it was in, something was in Jesus. I was amazed. He said in Ephesians 4.21, the truth is in Jesus. He said in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, all the promises of God are in Him. Everything's in Jesus. He said the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. He told us that He had made Him, that's Jesus, to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. You know where righteousness is? It's in Him. It's not in you. 
You know what he said over there in chapter 3? I love the verse over there in chapter 3 when it said in verse number 5, it said, in him is no sin. You get into Jesus, there's no sin there. There's only righteousness there. Oh, it's amazing people going about to establish their own righteousness and have not submitted themselves under the righteousness of God. There's none righteous, no, not one. We're all is an unclean thing. Righteousness is in Jesus and truth is in Jesus and the promises of God are in Jesus and everything that is is right is in Christ. So why would I live my life trying to wrap it up in everything else but Jesus? You know where love is? Oh, my love is in my relationships. No, it's not. Where, where do you find love? You know, there are all kind of people. They're, they're dying to be loved. They're looking for love. Romans eight thirty nine: The love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. You need love? Get to Jesus. You need liberty? You know what he said about liberty? He said, the liberty which we have in Christ Jesus. You don't find freedom in democracy. You don't find freedom in a republic. We've got more people in bondage in America than we've ever had in the history of this nation. You don't find freedom in in just doing what you want to do or something. No, freedom, liberty is in Jesus. And you'll never get free of your addictions and your habits and all the other bondage of the mind and of the heart until you get to Jesus Christ. You know where people, some people think liberty is? Casting off every restriction and everything that ties them down. If I can just get rid of everything that's controlling in my life, then I'll have liberty. That's not where liberty is. You can get rid of your parents' authority. You can get rid of authority in the home, husband and wife. You can get rid of the church's authority. You can get rid of God's authority over your life. And say, I tell you what, I just want to find liberty and, and have the freedom to do what I want to do. And you know what you'll find in that kind of life? You'll find more bondage than you ever dreamed of in your whole life. You'll be a slave to yourself and a slave to your flesh and a slave to the devil. The Bible says that liberty is in Jesus. And you need to stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. I don't know what you need this morning, but you know what I believe God Almighty is witnessing today? You can find it in my son. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in him. Oh, I want to find completeness in my life. I want to find meaning in my life. I want to find satisfaction in my life. You'll never find it if you don't wrap your life up in Jesus Christ. You can't be complete anywhere else but in the Son. What's God witnessing today? Everything you need is in my Son. All the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are in Him. God's trying to point us to Jesus. And guys, we're not careful. We live our life, we go through our week, and it may be about a lot of things, but it isn't about Jesus. It's about me. It's 
about my life. And no wonder it winds up in a mess. The witness of God, what is he saying? It's all in my son.